Welcome to today's edition of Beat to the Fire, where we're always challenging the status quo. For more cutting-edge commentary, go to feettothefire.org. That is feet, the number two, thefire.org. And now your host. And we are back with Feet to the Fire and your fearless host, Sergio Fassa. You know, I don't want to spike the football over the airwaves, or maybe I do. But this from Newsweek, last week, the day before Thanksgiving. So we're within a week of this report from Newsmax. Newsmax. Donald Trump, Ron DeSantis, Joe Biden. This was an election poll. Emerson poll. Emerson poll. Trump owns 30-point lead in GOP primary field. Okay? This is after weeks of telling us that Trump candidates all lost. Trump endorsement is a failure. The midterms was just showed a total, total loss for Trump. Total loss. He's old news. He's done. He's a has-been. He's washed up. And... End of November, the poll shows he still retains a 30-point lead in GOP primary field. Former President Donald Trump holds a 30-point lead in the race for the 2024 Republican presidential nomination, according to an Emerson College survey. Meanwhile, the big reason why the establishment and the media and even some conservative-minded folks, rank and file, are saying... We, we, we got to move on past Trump. The big reason is because why? He's unelectable. He's just not popular. He's just, he's just not popular. The midterm elections proved it. And the exact opposite is true and is shown again. The exact opposite is proved to be true again with yet another poll. Trump has 55% support in a hypothetical 2020, 2024 GOP primary with Florida Governor Ron DeSantis And if some of you are thinking, wow, 55% is not that much. Ron DeSantis is coming in second with 25%, the Emerson College poll found. So Trump's many points over the majority, and Ron DeSantis is 30 points below. No other potential Republican candidate reaches double-digit support. I just want you to hear this stuff. So you you learn to trust your host more. Uh, Newsmax, just a reminder, back from July, this was from July... Over the summer, Politico poll, majority picks Trump, 30-point favorite over DeSantis for 2024. So same spread months later after the midterm elections, the so-called failed midterm elections. Not only does a majority of GOP voters favor former President Donald Trump to be the 2024 presidential nominee, but a large majority of those picking Trump, 66%, say they are, quote, absolutely certain in the latest morning consult political poll. Again, this one was back from in July. Trump, 53%, is a 30-point favorite over runner-up Florida governor, GOP governor Ron DeSantis, 23%, for the 2024 GOP presidential primary. Mike Pence comes in at next at 7%, Ted Cruz, who I do love, at 3%. So there it is, Trump blowout. Trump, matter of fact, his percentage of support in the GOP is even higher now, up two points since the political poll in July. I think I made my point. All right. Wrapping up the discussion from that offensive, quote unquote, respect for marriage bill passed by our illustrious legislative body, the U.S. Senate, which feels that with 
uh, a certain threshold of votes over 50, say 61 with some Republican traders, that they can abolish God's, God's created order and moral law written into the universe, that is marriage. And I want to give a few more details on the bill and explain that uh, it is more dangerous than they are letting on. Don't believe the hype that this is a toothless, harmless, just a respect bill. It's just for equality. It's not going after religious organizations. It's harmless. It's just for respect. It's just for equality. It's, that's a line of malarkey. It is a threat to religious liberty. It's intended to be that way. And it's under the guise of this equality thing when there is already equality. Nobody's mistreating homosexuals or people in homosexual unions where in certain places it's been passed by law. The Supreme Court upheld it. No one's persecuting them. That's a scam. This is for targeting Christians. So this is from Breitbart. It was from the other night, two GOP senators announced support for religious liberty amendment to same-sex marriage bill. The stronger amendments from Mike Lee, uh, who else? Marco Rubio. None of those amendments got passed. A weak amendment that was a quote-unquote bipartisan attempt, I think by Susan Collins, who's the worst, not even a Republican from Maine, and Tammy somebody or other from uh, Wisconsin, I think, or Wyoming. I don't know. They, they had this bipartisan amendment to make sure it protected religious liberty. And it doesn't do that at all. It's weak. And the bill is intended, as I said, to target those who uphold traditional marriage. So some more details here from the article. The RFMA, Respect for Marriage Act, was introduced following the Supreme Court's overturning of Roe v. Wade due to Democrats' unfounded concerns that the Supreme Court could use the Dobbs decision to overrule the court's Obergfell gay marriage decision. So that was the pretense for this equality of marriage bill is, well, they overturned Roe v. Wade, they might overturn Obergfell, which supported gay marriage. That's coming next, which there's no indication that's coming. In fact, that would be great because just like with Roe v. Wade, the issue should be sent back to the states. And you can make a constitutional argument even further that the Constitution prohibits both abortion and same-sex marriage. But at least sending it back to the states like the Dobbs decision did with abortion would be great, and we would support that absolutely. But there's no indication that's going to happen and that Obergfell is going to be overturned and gay marriage abolished. Unfortunately, there's no indication of that. So that was a pretense to pass this bill. Overall, the RFMA would repeal the Clinton-era Defense of Marriage Act, unfortunately, and would require the federal government to recognize any marriage that was, quote, valid in the place where entered into. The bill would additionally require every state to recognize every same-sex marriage that is, quote, valid in the state where the marriage was entered into. So it's binding everybody to recognize gay marriage. The bill also has a, quote, private right of action clause, which would allow any person who is harmed by a violation of subsection B to bring a civil action in the appropriate district court of the United States against the person who violated such a subsection for declaratory and injunctive relief. Likewise, attorneys general would be able to bring civil action against any person who violates the law. In other words, if you take a stand against gay marriage, or you will not bake them a cake, as we've seen so many times, or your church will not marry them because you uphold traditional marriage, you can be targeted 
Religious liberty opponents say the amendment does nothing to shield Americans who have a traditional view of marriage from being targeted by the law. Heritage Action says it's an unnecessary piece of legislation that provides for lawsuits against those who simply hold a different view on marriage. Unfortunately, the current language of the RFMA does not strike the balance. I think this is Mike Lee. Instead, it elevates the rights of one group at the expense of another. The religious protections in Lee's amendment, which wasn't passed, offered the best path. Ted Cruz said on verdict with Ted Cruz that it will be used to target churches, K-12 schools, universities, and charities who uphold traditional marriage. That is his YouTube show, Verdict with Ted Cruz. He was saying it's absolutely going to be do that, do that. especially it's going to be used to challenge the tax-exempt status of these religious organizations. And he quoted Obama's solicitor general from the Obergfeld case before the Supreme Court, who said as much that the Obergfell case is going to be troubling for all religious institutions. So in their own words, this is not good. Don't believe the hype. All right, let's move over to elections. Arizona. Carrie Lake is still fighting this corrupt election in Arizona and her gubernatorial bid from the midterm elections. This from IJR.com. Don't know what website that is. Arizona County refuses to back down. Outright rejects certification deadline with 47,000 votes. This is Cochise or Cochise County. Cochise County, which is great news. They're not certifying their elections, at least not until tomorrow, December 2nd. Prior to the election, the board had voted to conduct a full hand count audit of the ballots over concerns about the accuracy and security of tabulation machines. Arizona is a mess, which is why we keep seeing it targeted by the Democrats every election cycle now for corruption, to abuse it, to exploit all the absurd laws and confusion and disorder over there, muddy all the waters, corrupt the ballot pool, and then win the elections. That's what they're doing. Secretary of State and then Democratic gubernatorial candidate Katie Hobbs threatened to sue the county if it conducted a full hand count. And the lawsuit, where there was a lawsuit brought to block the expanded audit. So in other words, Democrats coming up and saying, no, no, you can't check the votes. You can't do an expanded audit. And look at this. Lawyers from Elias Law, the firm founded by Mark Elias, who typically represents Democrats and often litigates voting rights cases, argued for the plaintiffs. So in other words, who's down there in Arizona arguing for the Democrats to stop an audit of the election, an expanded audit, to stop the investigation to make sure that the election was scandal-free, none other than Mark Elias, who is Mark Levin, conservative commentator, describes him as an ambulance-chasing lawyer. In other words, Mark Elias goes all over the country fighting to block investigations and audits on election results where we know there's been corruption. He is one of the most corrupt, duplicitous, lawyers, leftist lawyers out there fighting to promote Democrat voter corruption and stop the investigations and 
I believe going back to 2016, he was on the bandwagon, front and center, tip of the spear, fighting to question all the election results when Hillary Clinton lost. So he's in bed with the Clintons. He's a BFF of Hillary. And all he does is advocate for Democrat voter rights and voter concerns all across the country. In other words, he's the legal arm of all of the election scandals of the Democrats. And he's down there in Arizona right now. Why are we trusting this Arizona election? Epic Times. Maricopa County voted to certify election results. And this is where a lot of the scandal happened in Maricopa County, Republican County. The Maricopa County Board of Supervisors voted to certify the November midterm general election results, despite voters claiming that the Arizona County mishandled the election, if not rigged it. I think they certified it on Monday. It is what it is. Democrat Steve Gallardo said, District 5 board member at a public meeting in Phoenix. The election was safe, secure, and in my opinion, this election is over. Give me a break. Look at the details. More than 1.5 million county voters cast ballots, 290,000 on election day alone, a large percentage of them Republican. However, an estimated 70 of the 223 county voting centers on election day reported printer malfunction that resulted in approximately 16,000 ballots that couldn't go through the electronic tabulators. This, this is safe, secure, and so it's over? The situation resulted in long lines of frustrated voters and election workers who instructed the voters to either spoil their ballots or vote in another location. Or they could place their ballots in a secure box for later tabulation. Sorry, you can't really vote today. Here's your best options. County officials claim that an estimated 31% of the ballot printers didn't work correctly on election day. It's like one third, even though previous tests showed them functioning. Resetting the printers resolved the problem. Several poll workers told the Epic Times that the ballot rejection rate was as high as 52% rejection rate in some locations and continued throughout the day, again, reiterating, election days when Republicans go out and vote, and some voters left without voting, amounting to voter suppression. Now, the election board members wanted to put to rest any false claims and misinformation that the county mismanaged the election or that fraud was involved. Give me a break. Public was there saying things like the following. This is pure corruption, outrageous national crisis. Nothing trustworthy about this public meeting and the certification of the votes. It's just theater and optics. And Carrie Lake now is refusing still to concede even after Maricopa County certified the results. And the Arizona Secretary of State, Katie Hobbs, is suing Cochise County for failing to certify the elections. This is from Just the News. Now that Cochise County has postponed certification past the legal state deadline in order to conduct that audit, the Secretary of State is suing. But isn't that convenient? Katie Hobbs, the Secretary of State, who's suing the county, is the Democrat candidate for governor and the alleged winner. So how convenient that she's suing anyone trying to investigate the election results. Let justice roll down like waters, America, and righteousness like an ever-flowing stream. Don't believe the hype out there. The elections are not on the up and up. We need people like Carrie Lake who will not concede and keep fighting. The problem we're having with the Republicans is concession. 
is backing down and giving in. Stop giving in, double down, like Donald Trump, who retruthed again on his truth account. Remember, you can never have free and fair elections with mail-in ballots. Never, 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 won't and can't happen. Amen. See you tomorrow.